is a physical process, but there's also an energetic process, which is the sense of taking energy and then suffusing, clearing stale energy and bringing bright energy in. So the breath is fundamentally energetic process of uh, cleaning and purifying and spreading energy. And with chanting, we bring breath and sound together. And when the difference between speaking and chanting is chanting is very much the whole body. Speaking is mostly just the head and, and the throat. So it's mostly just the mouth and the, and the head and lips. Chanting is the abdomen, the chest, the throat and the head. It's the whole thing. So that's that's the uh, so with chanting, then we um, give a much fuller uh, use of um, utterance, which is beyond the meaning of the words. Though so the meaning of the words come with that, but whereas with speaking, we very much emphasise on the information we're passing along. With chanting, we're we're bringing up energy and spreading it through the body into the space around us. And uh, so what the words are comes with that. But uh, the main quality of chanting is the sense of spreading energy through the body and into the space around you. Uh, And the access to the space around you, which your body can't, all you know is there's, there's no pressure there. This sending out into space around you is the function of heart. Heart is the relational organ of the body. You know, so it's not just the blood pump. Physically, that's, it helps pump blood. But in terms of its neural energies, there's a lot of neural tissue in the, in the, in the heart. It senses, it senses what's happening around it's a relational organ. So it trembles, it shakes, it, it widens, it softens, it rises, it, it gladdens with a sense of love, it retracts with a sense of fear, it hardens with anger. Yeah. And we can feel this happening. Um, so when we're chanting, it's actually this you're bringing your breath up through the body and the sound through your throat and your whole body as it acting as a resonator and the movement out is heart so this is why it's always associated with blessing and with aspiration and with uh, loving kindness this sense which we evoke and we send energy out uh, throughout Sound as well. The sound acts as the you know audible vehicle for heart energy. So it's important to get that sense because we're not trying to be perfect opera singers. You know, it doesn't really matter how good you your voice is. <laughs> In that sense, it's not. It's just whatever it is. However it is, bodies can do it, and breaths do it. And the most important thing is to get the breath flow and the heart quality of opening and let the sound do what it does. Uh, you don't have to push it. It can be quite soft because it's, it's your voice 
and your sound. And the beauty of it is, as you practice together, is that without trying, in a, probably in a, within a few seconds of listening, you'll find that your voices all come together on the same note. The, the intelligence of the, of the energetic system operates through the body, the ears, all the other sense bases. And it, when our hearts open, we open to each other, the sounds naturally blend. And this is what we call harmony. And it's both heartful and, and, aud and audible. I will try to go through some of that <coughs> over the next few days, but that's, that's the spirit of it. So let's just begin um, connecting to our, our breathing and the, with chanting all the sound is made on the out-breath. The out-breath is, uh, is the leader. Uh, in, inhalation is something we just relax and allow. Exhalation is something we can direct a little. So exhalation, breathing out. Wait for inhalation to arise. Take it as slowly so that the breath has the time to process through as much of the body as possible. If you snatch the breath in, it just comes down your throat and that's as far as it goes. But if you allow it, it can it can go through the uh, suffuse a greater quality, greater area of the body. Beginning abdominal, diaphragm, chest, throat, collar, into the head, and conversely, breathing out, relaxing in the face, the neck, the shoulders, the chest, all the way down. Now keeping the throat open, we begin just with this, the slightest um, activation of the vocal cords, enough to sigh as you breathe out, just enough to you listen to the sound. listen to the sound, the sound itself carries a particular tone, and the tone of that very primary um, activation of the vocal cords is the sound of what that means to you. To me it's relief, it's release, it's, uh, those, the, that's the tone of the very most original sound is just releasing oneself 
into the space around you. Instead of having to hold on against what's around you, you sigh with a sigh, you release into what's around you, a feeling of trust and openness. more completely you still have the listening quality and you hear the silence after the sound has passed but the sound has opened your attention and your heart so the silence has a different quality to it because now you're hearing the silence from a different place from a heart place And the sound, the silence can tingle. It's got a certain brightness to it. So one of the uses of um, sound is to open the silence into something that's actually exquisite. Rather than dead. Okay, the next sound we're going to uh, attuned to is the sound oh, so it's a round sound <coughs> oh. <coughs> you feel the tremble in your body when you make that sound it's full round sound If you lose less volume and lengthen the evocation of the sound, and listen to the silence after the sound has passed. Next sound we uh, use is slightly uh, firmer. It's the sound, uh, and this is you feel the energy rises a little with this sound. The O sound is often a, a belly sound or coming down. The R sound is primarily a heart, the center of the chest. Uh, 
sound or movement. graduate it, so it's a gradual coming to the sound, lengthen the sound, less volume, longer in, uh, evocation, longer expression. silence after the sound the next sound is slightly tighter it's more to do with your head and throat. This is the sound. resonating bones in your head will be around and the areas will be your temples and your forehead you'll feel those resonate more with this sound the bones act as like the wood of a violin uh, they act as the resonators and so with the E sound that's primarily the skull bones that resonate for that it's very nice to uh, help to relieve uh, congestion in the head. And again, if we uh, lessen the volume and lengthen the time span to try to cover your whole breath with that sound as much as your out breath as you can cover with that sound
last sound we'll present is the ooh sound, which is quite tight, narrow, primarily associated with the top of the head. We've all offered our, our voices, our sound, and those voices have met, merged. So now we're going to just uh, initiate an opening puja. We'll take this down with just the first page or so of your morning chanting book. And we'll try to do this in Pali. And uh, naturally you see a line of letters that don't make sense. <laughs> there could be a little bit of mental tension. But don't concern yourself too much with the sense. Um, you see these letters, and the, when they're written in the Roman alphabet, they're slightly uh, uh, difficult uh, because they have the way that we pronounce English. This is a different language. Mm. So, on page 18. Yeah. On this book, anyway. Uh, I think uh, books differ. Looking at the vowels first of all, the O's are nice because they're just that simple, very round sound we were making. So that's fairly, they're nice and round, yaw. So really, you know, you, you bring your lips into it, you hold the sound in your mouth. Yaw, like you're really bringing it out. So it's quite a full round sound. The A's, um, this is where you get into to, um, some difficulties because actually there are two kinds of A, but none of them are that sound. <laughs> the one that just sits on its own, there's one with a bar on top of it, and that's the sound R. Ah. Ah. So that's again a very pure, that heart sound R. Ah. The one without an A on it, it's not really, it's like, a, uh, it's a way of connecting two consonants, so it's uh, it's a very short book. In Pali it doesn't exist. 
it's, it's signified by a particular um, in Devanagari script it's just the particular quality of the, of the consonant to link one con- consonant to the next so you get bug, bug. so it's almost like just that moment when one hard sound, consonant sound links to the next bug, bug, bug. but the other one with the bar on top of it is ah so those two A's. The E, letter E, is that uh, e, e sound. The letter I, with a bar on top of it, is um, E, is a, a sharp sound. With no bar on it, again, it's very short. It's a, just a way of connecting two consonants. Um, you're also going to notice some of the things like there's bars on top of some some of these letters, primarily the A's, which give you that R sound, and there's a dot appearing underneath the letter M. This this letter M with a dot on it is really just a way of nasalizing um, the previous vowel. So, so you finish that sound by mm, closing your throat using that nasaling quality, nasalizing quality. So if it gets a word like budhang, sarangang, it's that, that nasal, that's what that signifies. The letter C is pronounced ch, and that's about it. The H is always just that breath, the bhagawa, arahang. When you get it after a K or a B or any other letter like that, it just means the letter is k, b, it's a, it's a it's a breath sound, sound of breath, You're puffed out. But the best way of doing it, just to listen to what we <laughs> <laughs> just know what we're doing too. <laughs> just trying to figure out in your head is what we're doing. But uh, and as I said, the. Um, primary means of, of using sound and chanting is to open the space around you. Now, um, this means we open up, we, we release ourselves into the space around us. Um, so we may not realize it, but most of the time we live pretty much as if we're living inside a body. And the body is our screen it's the boundary, you know, and I'm inside it. Uh, yeah. And that can be quite defensive at times. You can get very tight in there. Yeah, I'm on my own, I'm doing my thing, you know, excuse me, get out of my way. I'm, you know, it can be excessive, it can be defensive. Um, it's normal. <laughs> But there's also that, those occasions 
like when you're with friends, when you can actually just really open up and you feel yourself meeting other people. Uh, and what we call devotional practice is when you allow your, your, you open into the space around you. That's the way I'd express it. As if there's no separation. You're just letting yourself open into the space around you. And that quality of opening is what we call devotion. And um, by and large, we need a signal to encourage that, a signal that implies um, blessedness or friendliness or something that receives you, something you don't have to make happen, something that will just pick you up and receive you. So this is the love quality that's associated with devotional practice where we just open into a blessed open space. This, in this tradition, this is symbolized by Buddha, uh, the Blessed One, and of course the shrines where you've got you know, Kuan Yin and various saintly beings. There's, those are signifiers of, but really, you know, what's yours? <laughs> uh, the, these physical images are there to evoke a particular signal of an impression, a heart impression, that we may start to form or get a feeling for the sign of the blessed, that which receives us, that which welcomes us, that which we can trust and open into. And that's, that's the movement of devotion in any, any tradition, any religion, any spirituality. And it's because it is so standard across all these religious forms, we recognize this is not... This is a fundamental human need. Because otherwise we're just stuck in this. Holding our own and, you know. And it's, uh, it's, 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 it's very limiting. Until we can open into the space around us and feel something grand and, and benevolent. And that's, that's the beauty of devotion. And you get tremendous strength and faith from that. When we cultivate um, puja, puja means to praise or to honour or to uh, lift into. It's you're opening into and you're lifting into. And you praising that which is worthy of praise, honouring that which is worthy of honour. Um, so, you know, as you begin to get familiar with it, then you bring it into your, into your thinking mind just images, or allow yourself to express images of what signifies that which you would feel worthy, the truly worthy, the blessed. In, in Buddhism, this is called Buddha, awakening, um, often associated with a particular human being, but it's not really a human being, it's the spirit of awakening that this particular being worked for and stood for, but it's the sense of awakening, purity, rising up. This is Buddha. Um, that's the first of our big signifiers when we practice devotion. So the first session will just be down through this, down to what's called the preliminary homage. When we 
cultivating this way, we also use our bodies, uh, not just to make sound, but we, hands and Angeli, so this sensitive finger contact, which is gentle, sensitive, and then we bow, which means I'm releasing myself into, into that which I uh, have devotion for. Oh, 
So just returning <clears throat> to our, our centering practice, centering on this fluid structure, establish the external structure, which is the spine, the upright, so that as much of the many muscles in the body as possible can relax, particularly your shoulders and your neck. So if the spine can do what you know the necessary to carry the weight of your body down into the ground, and you know, draw your head back so it's not pulling forward, drop your shoulders, open the abdomen. Then the fluid structure of the breathing will become more apparent. You feel this rippling tide of sensations and a swelling. And are subsiding. With the swelling, we call that inhale, as if you're drawing energy and life and air in from the space around you. And 
with the subsiding, the exhalations, if you're releasing into the space around you. Progressively, gradually.
conclude this uh, group early morning with the closing homage. Oh, um.